This week's podcast will be a little different. I have been doing this podcast for a year now and can hardly believe it. I want to tell you a little bit about myself and my journey in podcasting so far. My name is Kelly, as you probably know, but let me share some of my life with all of you. I have an older sister and a younger brother. I am a mother to four children and a grandmother to one. He calls me Nana. I have two cats, one called Schnuffy, and the other one is Bonnie, who likes to help me podcast by lying across the keyboard while I type. My life partner's name is Dennis. A little over two years ago, I began hearing my kids speaking about podcasts, and I had no idea what they were talking about, figuring it was just once again a sign that I was getting older, although I was only 50 at the time, so still a spring chicken, as my dad would say but just older in the sense of losing touch with the younger generation. I find it happens all the time, particularly with my youngest two. My daughter, who is away at university studying international development, will speak about things, and I have no idea what she is talking about. I remember when my grandfather turned 90, he told me the same thing. I hope this incredible age discrepancy is simply that technology is growing more today in leaps and bounds. But I digress. I had never been on social media, no Twitter, no Instagram, no TikTok. Although it has been explained to me, I am still not quite sure what it is. Understanding this about me will help you better understand that becoming a podcaster was so out of my field of vision I was blind. As the chatter about podcasts would continue in the times when the kids were all able to gather around and have their lively discussions, enjoying hearing their viewpoints and learning so much about their worldviews, I started asking questions. So, what do you mean exactly by podcasts? This isn't some new social media thing? And lo and behold, I came to find out what they were slowly understanding the concept. I said, okay, well, I know nothing about social media, but maybe I can keep up with some part of the changing world. And I listened to one and continued to listen and ask questions. I listened to true crime. However, I wasn't hearing what I was interested in in the genre of true crime. I wasn't interested in hearing about the person who did the crime but about the victim. As many of you know, a friend of mine was murdered way back in 1999, and the crime is still unsolved. It affected me, deeply. The fact that another mom in my neighborhood could head out for a walk and never come back shook me. It scared me. It changed me. The family moved and we lost touch. And that saddened me. How could I go on just living my life knowing that this family was destroyed by what happened? I was pregnant at the time and my daughter was born only 10 days later. I already had three boys and I knew that the sun was still going to rise every day. And it did. I continued through life raising my kids and being very active in my community. I volunteered at the school and then homeschooled. 
I was on the boards of their sporting clubs at City Hall, the local hospital, was a Girl Scout leader and stagehand. Well, you get the drift. And then one day I woke up, and my kids had all moved out, and I was left wondering what I was going to do. I wanted it to be something worthwhile, something that would give back, something that would fulfill me. I had no organizations left that I was going to be part of. My kids were no longer in them. And podcasting just kept sitting there over the six months that I was beginning to listen. And one day I realized that I could do this. I could be a podcaster. Why not me? So I hesitantly told my partner, however, he was still in the what is a podcast stage, so I gave him time to absorb what I was talking about. Then I shyly told my kids what I was thinking of doing. I was nervous. Who was I to think I could pull this off? It ended up that everyone in my family was eager for me to start. They were supportive and happy. Okay, that went well, but now what? I had no idea where to start. None. First to come up with an idea of what the podcast would be. Well, that was the relatively easy part. I wanted to help families who had been affected by murder. So it seemed quite natural to interview people and have them tell their stories. Give a voice to the loved ones of murdered victims. Great, I thought, I've done it. I know what I want to do. But how? Well, that part took more effort. Remember I told you I never even had any social media? Not even, yikes, dare I tell you, Facebook? My 80-year-old father had Facebook, for goodness sake. And from what I could see, if you wanted listeners, you needed to promote your podcast somehow, somewhere. So my daughter helped me open a Facebook account. Then she had to give me tutorials on how to use said Facebook account. And then had to answer all my questions about Facebook. This is getting more difficult than I thought. Now is when I turned to Dennis. Help, I said, like, help, 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 help. So he did. He sourced some recording equipment. We had to have some way to get the interviews taped, right? And we needed a host site to upload the podcasts onto once they were recorded. We needed a way to add music and level sounds out and get rid of background noises. This is where Dennis comes in and he shines, let me tell you, way above my skill level. So once we had all that sorted out, somewhat, we needed to begin to get people to want to be interviewed. I began reaching out to support groups and other organizations, and I say with pride, through Facebook. Took a while, but finally managed to figure out messaging. And I still remember my first interview. It was with a mother whose son had been murdered, and she wanted to tell his story. Dennis and I were set up in our little makeshift recording room, me with a microphone shoved in my face, and he sitting with the recording equipment in front of him. I dialed the phone number of my first interview. My mouth began to pool with water. I have always heard that when you were nervous, your mouth ran dry. So I had brought up a cup of tea, a glass of water, and a Diet Coke in anticipation. But nope, not me. My mouth kept pooling with water. 
I had to keep pointing at Dennis to hit mute so I could swallow the enormous amount of water pooling around in there, and this was before we had our hand signals down to an art form, and he was looking at me like what, and pointing at buttons until I excitedly nodded at the right button, and he muted so I didn't have to drool all over myself. But you know, it went well, really well in the end. I had my questions ready and she answered them. Dennis and I put the episode together and learned how to post it on social media, which Dennis does, I'm not quite there yet. And people listened. We were so thrilled that people were listening. We were more thrilled that this boy's family was. And we were ecstatic when they told us how important they felt that they had a place to tell their story. And so it goes. I reach out to families, and families also reach out to me. We do the interview and then put it together. My friends and family have shown such support as well, many of whom had also never listened to a podcast. But now they do. I was so relieved that so far no one was saying I couldn't do this. But still, I had my doubts. My dad and my uncle Les have really shown their support, encouraging me and giving me feedback. My third son, who is also away at school, in law school, often gives me feedback and is the artist behind the music you hear. He is so supportive and I appreciate that. He is someone I can count on. While this podcast was being created, my second oldest son was living here. He had a fire in his apartment and was going to stay for a few weeks. And then COVID happened, so he stayed for a year. He witnessed the process that began with an idea and then turned into Morning the Murdered podcast. He would say how impressed he was with our perseverance to get it up and running. I still have days that I can't believe I'm a podcaster. On one of those days, my eldest son called just to say that he is so proud of me for doing this after a year that people say they will do things, but never do. And he thinks it is great. I think my kids are just more shocked that I'm doing this than anything. From homeschooling, cookie baking, volunteering mom, who was so out of touch with computers and technology, to podcasting mom. Who would have thought? When I was a little girl, I would say I wanted to be an actress, I don't remember that, but when cousins were once visiting, they mentioned it. And my mom, who has since died and was never able to see me in my new role, confirmed that I would say that. Others say that when they asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say a mom. And this I do remember. So I guess I have fulfilled my dreams. I am not an actor, but I am doing something in the public eye. And I am a mom. And a proud one at that. So that is the kind of short version of the journey I have taken to get to this point. One year later, families have a place to tell their loved ones stories. And for that, I am eternally grateful to these families that have entrusted me with such a precious gift, their loved ones' memories. I have an update to share. Nova Nikki Robinson was murdered by her boyfriend, her mother and sisters shared their story in episode 34. They waited six long years for any sort of justice. But last week, they got it. He was finally sentenced, 
and received 20 to 25 years in prison. They updated me. I felt honored to be included in their rejoicing. I want to let everyone know that we will be changing our podcast schedule. Morning the Murdered podcast will be dropping on Mondays from now on, and we will be taking two weeks off first. So we will be back with our next episode on May 10th. Keep listening, and thank you all for your support. I certainly couldn't do this without you, my listeners. Tune in and stay well. I'd like to thank everyone for being here this week. I have been getting such amazing feedback from the families that tell their stories here. This is all thanks to you, our listeners. I greatly appreciate your support and dedication to Mourning the Murdered. While producing the podcast, I need many tools to be able to bring you quality content each week. I now have an affiliate link with Amazon. And by simply clicking on the link before you make your Amazon purchases, you are helping to support my podcast. Once you click on the link, you will be redirected to your Amazon page, ordering as you normally would. There are no extra costs and no fees. Just go to my website, morningthemurderedpodcast.com, and click on the affiliate link. You can also, as always, support the podcast by sending a one-time PayPal contribution or through Patreon, you can donate as little as $1 a month. All of the links can be found on morningthemurderedpodcast.com. So your help is only one click away. I'm not quite sure how people move on after a tragedy. There are support groups online and face-to-face, and there are books and family and friends to lean on. But in reality, when someone loses a loved one to murder, they lose a piece of themselves that can never be returned. Memories are all that are left. So talk about your loved one and let the world know how important they will be to you forever. These memories become valuable treasures. No one will ever understand your pain, but surround yourself with those that can understand how important it is for you to share your story. I will now light a candle for the victim and their loved ones, ensuring their memory lives on and burns brightly. You are remembered. I want to take a moment and extend my most sincere and humble gratitude to each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, or if you would like your voice to be heard on Morning the Murdered and tell the story of your loved one, email me at morningthemurdered at gmail.com. That's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-T-H-E M-U-R-D-E-R-E-D at gmail.com Thank you to Dennis for editing this podcast. You are absolutely indispensable. Thank you so much. A huge shout out to Patrick for creating the original music that you hear. And the artwork for this podcast was created by Talia with support from Matt and Mick. Thanks so much, guys.